Hey friends, welcome to Girls' Night. I'm Stephanie Mae Wilson, and I'm so happy that you're here. Each week, I have a girlfriend over, and we talk through one of the biggest questions we have about our lives as women. We're talking about friendships and faith and relationships and self-confidence, about our calling in life and how to live every bit of our lives to the full. Life is so much better and easier and absolutely more fun when we navigate it together as girlfriends, and I cannot wait to get started. So at the moment, we are in between seasons here on the show, but while we're waiting for our next official season to begin, we thought that this would be a great time to pull some of our favorite episodes out of the Girls' Night Archive. This is a great time to catch up on episodes you might have missed throughout the years or to listen to old favorites all over again. Our guests are incredible. I know that I learn something new each time I listen to an episode, even if it's one I've heard a million times before. But before we dive into our featured episode for today, there is something super exciting that I want to tell you about. So there's a little bit of a backstory to this, and here's what it is. So there's nothing I love more than a girl's trip. Friendship plus travel, is there anything better? Nothing leaves me feeling more inspired, more rested, or more like my very best self than an adventure with my best girls. It's truly my favorite form of self-care. I was meeting up with my best friends at a lake in Minnesota this last summer when we decided that we needed matching girls' trip shirts. Wanted? No. Needed? Absolutely. The problem was we couldn't find anything we liked. We couldn't find anything that was our style, first of all. And then many of the shirts we did find had phrases we just really didn't resonate with. We ended up buying shirts that none of us were particularly excited about, but that worked for a photo or two. And it was while I was on that girls' trip, wearing that t-shirt, that an idea came to me. They say that if you can't find the thing you're looking for, maybe you should make it. And so that's what I did. You guys, I am so proud of this and I've had so much fun working on it. And now I'm so excited to get to share this little passion project with you. So without any further ado, officially introducing the Girls Trip Gift Shop. In the shop, we have super fun Girls Trip shirts, sweatshirts, beach towels, and more to match both your friends and your style. Whether you're dusting off your passport, planning a weekend away, or a staycation at home, these t-shirts and sweatshirts make for the perfect accessory and souvenir. They also make for truly incredible girls' trip photos. We made sure of it. To check out this brand new shop and to see all the designs that we've been working so hard on for months, just go to girlstripgiftshop.com. Again, that's girlstripgiftshop.com. And for a limited time, if you use the promo code GIRLSNIGHT at checkout, it'll give you 10% off your order. Again, that's girlstripgiftshop.com, and the promo code for 10% off your first order is Girls Night. Friends, here's to more adventures with the people we love and to wearing really cute shirts along the way. Okay, now without any further ado, let's dive into the episode. All right, friends, I'm sitting here with my sweet friend, Brianna Glenn, and I'm I'm just so happy to have you back on the show. It's so awesome because I feel like I've talked with you and with your your friends on the internet about so many different topics of my life throughout like the last couple of years, which is super exciting. So I'm always happy to chat with you and let other people just listen in on our fun little girl talk. <laughs> I love it so much. And Brie, I, I mean, I was thinking about this earlier today. You're one of my favorite friends in my whole life. And you speak into my life in a way that is so... I don't know. I just, I I know that every time I talk to you, you're going to make me laugh. You're going to tell me the truth. That's like the straightforward, you need to hear this kind of truth. 
And then also like you're going to just drop like godly wisdom on me in a way that I I have more screenshots of your text messages in my <laughs> like in my photos. And so I just I love having you on the show because you you bring so much to the table in my life and I love getting to just be like like share my friends. So you guys, here's one of my favorite friends in the world and you're welcome in advance. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, okay, so Bree, so for people who haven't gotten to meet you yet, tell us who you are, what you do, and hit us with a fun fact. Sure, sure. Okay, so like you said, my name is Brianna Glenn. Soon to be Brianna Glenn Tosta, but I still, <laughs> I still answer to Brianna Glenn because my married name is very hard for me to get used to. Um, I own a you boutique. Are I feel like we have to clarify: you are married, and you've been married I, for I more married. than a year. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's true. That's true. Um, but I was a little bit late to that, not late to the party. I was right on time, but it's, it's been a hard transition thinking of like my name specifically as anything else than what it was for like 30 something plus years. So, so I am definitely getting used to that. As a career, I own a boutique travel agency called Milk and Honey Travels. I plan and create custom vacation experiences for people all over the world. It's, Travel is a huge passion of mine, something that lights me up. Helping other people travel is something I'm super passionate about. See more of the world, experience um, different things around the world, but also with the people they're traveling with. That's something that I always can just talk for days about. Um, A fun fact about me, before I started down this entrepreneurial journey, the way I made a living was jumping in sand um, and running in circles, which is a great, <laughs> a great thing to put on a resume. Said no one ever. <laughs> so um, I did that for ten years, actually, after I graduated college. But it was also the way that I personally got to see the world. So my first thirty passport stamps came by way of me traveling the world, being a world class athlete in the sport of track and field. Before that, my travel consisted of pitching a tent in a two-hour drive radius from my house. And so I did not grow up traveling, but being a world-class athlete showed me the world. And after that, I was bitten by a bug that I have not gotten rid of at all. So I love that. Brie, I think that your your athletic career is so amazing to me. Like for so many reasons, you've done so many things and like won so many things and like have been so successful. And like, I'm a t- I'm the worst runner I know. And so being around you, it just like really makes me laugh. <laughs> and, and well, now I probably am the worst runner I know as well because it's funny how lazy you can get when nobody's paying you. But um, I try at least for vanity's sake to like keep up a little bit of my athleticism. Well, you're also 33 weeks pregnant currently. So, <laughs> so you might be slightly, <laughs> slightly slower than you used to be. Right. Um, <laughs> So Brie, we, I, I'm so excited to have you here to talk about travel. And another thing that I love is that you are such an incredible friend and you value your friendship so much. And so I feel like this conversation of girls trips, you're coming at it from a really cool, from like both perspectives of why friendship is so important and why it's so important that we have this concentrated time with our friends and then also mm-hmm. actually how to make it happen. And so you and I have gone on a couple girls trips together. I feel like I want you to tell tell everyone about them and especially the one that we just like kind of recently got back from because it was amazing. Yeah, you know, and what's great is that like I I, I think there's like a, a little bit of a progression. Like we're we're gonna get we're getting bigger and bigger as we go. So our first trip was literally like 
probably the easiest trip you can do with with friends and with with hopping on a plane. And we did an all inclusive in Mexico, which just basically requires you to show up with your bathing suit and your suitcase and have a good time. But it was a perfect way for us to take our relationship as friends, as people who knew each other, just um, connecting, you know, through through business first, but then just building a deeper relationship and then be like, okay, like, what does it look like to just focus a little bit more on the friend part and the fun part. And let's do it in Mexico with some, you know, chips and guac. So that was a really great trip. I think we all just got to like let our guards down a little bit more, be a little bit more vulnerable, have um, some deeper conversations and spend just quality time with each other. So it was easy. It was fun. um, It wasn't that expensive. So everybody could kind of participate and not, you know, feel bad about it. Um, so that was really, really great. And then obviously you, this is not a girl's trip, but it was another time for us to be out of the country, spending time together when you made your way to my wedding in Costa Rica. And we have some great memories from there because number one, Costa Rica is amazing. And it was just really a celebrate. Like I considered my wedding a vacation with my friends. And oh yeah, at the end, I'll just throw on a white dress and say, I do. (laughs) And that's exactly what it turned out to be, which is like, perfect for me because I literally pulled it together in three and a half months, but another story. And then most recently is us getting to go to San Miguel de Allende, which for me personally has been one of my favorite places and a place that I brag about all the time. Not as well known to a lot of people, but it just has so much charm. And yeah, like getting you guys excited to come with and just have a little bit more time, having the ability to just really every single day, like eat together, work together, do different activities, just all of that. It was like really, really amazing. And I'm so glad that you got to experience like a place that I hold dear to my heart and like see the charm in it yourself and love it just as much as I did. So that was really, really special. I I love that so much. It So if anyone's not familiar, I wasn't really familiar with San Miguel de Allende. It's in Mexico and it's like in the mountains in Mexico. And so it's, it's not, you know, if you've gone to the beach somewhere, like you haven't been there. Um, it's just, it's a place that people don't normally think about going, but it was magical. And the, the trips that we've taken together have been so much fun. And I feel like they've been the cherry on top is the fact that you are such an amazing planner. And so we get to just show up and be like, I think one time I tried to suggest a place for dinner or I felt like I should, like I should sort of carry part of the weight and be like, hey, I'll look up a place for dinner. And then I remembered who I was traveling with and was like, <laughs> forget it. I forget it. And I just get to like, just follow along and like, look, or, look at the scenery as I follow you wherever you want to go. And it's always the best. So w- one thing I, I do want to mention is that our very first trip, actually, I realized was to Nashville. Like you guys, the first time that we traveled together, I mean, I didn't go anywhere, but you guys came to visit me. And I I think I, I just wanted to say that because I think we'll kind of get into that a little bit later, yeah. that it can be kind of a progression. And and that also made me think, oh my gosh, where are we going next? Um, <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's going to be big, but you were so right that like it can literally start in your guest room. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just yeah. really about first and foremost, the people and the time set aside to spend with them. And we totally did that in Nashville. And like, we went to restaurants, we saw like the best of the city, we kind of just like bonded like face to face for the first time. It was really actually a really cool, cool time. Yeah, it was a really fun trip. So 
I, Brie, since you and I have done so many trips together and we've gotten to like post photos of them, um, especially because we travel with our friend Taja, who's an incredible photographer. So we always come back with really fancy looking photos. I've gotten so many questions from women being like, how are you doing this? Like, how are you making these friendship friend trips happen? And I think that when we see girlfriends traveling together on Instagram, it can look really effortless. And it's just like, it just sort of came together. And so when we try to do something similar and it doesn't just fall into place, it's really discouraging. I think that that girls trips can be really daunting. Like who does the planning and who should you invite? And how do you find a destination that works for everyone? And what if everyone bails? It sounds like sort of an impossible dream, I think. And so if, if anyone listening is thinking like, yeah, this sounds great for other people. I just don't think I could make it work for me. Know that you're not alone. Like it's, it is really hard to figure out, you know, schedules and budgets and everyone has different responsibilities and it's hard to nail down an itinerary that works for everyone. The process can be really overwhelming, but it is possible. And it just takes a little bit of intentionality. And so Brie, that's why I'm so excited to have you here is to just help us walk through the intentionality of asking friends and actually planning it and going from this would be a nice thing I, that I'm seeing other people do on social media to I'm actually doing this. I'm actually making this happen. So the first thing is, like I mentioned, you're such a fan of friendship. And and I know that you've gone to some major lengths to make girls trips happen, even with friends. Like, I think we think once people are married, like then you're done. Or um, once people have kids, like then you're done. You've really, really been intentional about making girls trips happen with your friends why is this so important to you? Like, why do you think this is so worth it? Yeah, you know, and it's funny because I do. And let's be honest, I probably get to travel and have the opportunity to travel more than most people just because of my job and and, and the fact that I'm my own boss. But girls trips have always been important to me. They were important to me when I was younger in my 20s, before I was married, um, when I had an actual corporate job. And even now when I am married, when I do have other things in life, when I'm a bit further along in my career. And so I just believe that there's nothing that takes the place or is a substitute for like face-to-face bonding, right? Like being with somebody. And then that intentional time, which travel does provide that like you set aside for that in particular. So just being with your people is super important. And especially when friendships, you know, are a big part of your life. And everybody should have at least, you know, one or two friendships that are a big part of our life because we were created to do life together. So understanding that as you get older, it's harder to come by. And that is true, like from the time you graduate college until however old you are. And you might move away and you might get new jobs, new families, responsibilities, etc. But when you make the time for a girl trip, what you're saying is this is our time to prioritize the friendship. And there's nothing else, in my opinion, that produces better memories, better times together than travel. And for me, that's certainly been the case. So when I get to make those memories with my favorite humans, it's just a win. It's never something that I regret. And it's never something that, you know, either people I plan trips for or the people, the friends of mine that come on trips with me, wish they would have spent their time or their money or anything else doing differently. People always are very, very like, understanding of how worth it was after the fact. It's just really a lot of the times getting to that point where you make it happen and then can see basically the fruits of the labor that it took to get there. I feel like the time with your people and travel just 
Travel is really cool because it's a way of really intentionally making some cool memories. It's doing something special together and doing something different together. So you're getting out of your comfort zone. A lot of times when you're out of your comfort zone, you're out of your normal routine, which means you get to leave your normal routine behind a little bit. So you're not as distracted and you're just naturally doing, you're seeking out special things to do together. And I think that like, as you were talking, I was thinking, you know, we invest money in all kinds of different things. Like if you invest in going to a nutritionist and a gym and a gym membership, you're investing in your health, you know, or if you invest in your business by taking a class or, you know, joining a, going to an event or something like that, that's an investment, putting money into something that's important to you. And I think that quality time, regardless of what location it happens in, setting aside that time for your people is like, investing money into your relationships. 100%. 100%. And that's, you know, it's it's true what they say. Like, if you want to know what's important to you, like, look how you spend your time and look how you spend your money. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, and sometimes it's hard for us to make like the this direct kind of correlation, but it is a true thing. And if so, if we look at that and we're like, hey, we want to prioritize our friendships more, like... Find a way to make more time and invest more into them. And travel is a super great way to do that, you know? And like I said, we it doesn't even have to be the passports. It can be just, you know, in your own backyard. But it is, it is that intentionality behind it. Yeah. I you know, one of the things we've talked about on the show before is like maintaining long distance friendships. And our friendship is really unique in the fact that we've never lived close to each other. Like we have a whole episode on this, which we'll link to, but like you live in California. I live in Nashville. Taja lives in Louisiana. And we like, we've never been, we've never gotten to be everyday, like close proximity friends. And you know, we've talked a lot about this on the show that a lot of us have long distance friends, like people that we were friends with in college that we live far away from now, or, you know, we just, a lot of us are in this position. But I think that when we carve out weekends together or like a set chunk of time, we're able to have a lot of quality. So even if we don't have as much quantity, it still is able to maintain and also move the friendship forward. Like we're better friends now than we've ever been, even though we don't see each other every day at all. Like we've never seen each other every day, but having these chunks of like five days or three days or, you know, these, these really concentrated chunks of time, it, it's able, we're able to move the friendship forward and like get closer in the same way you would if you were like, you know, getting brunch once a week or something. It just happens in like a different frequency. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And that's the beauty of it because that is true. Like you have so many geographical things and and other life things that like make your friendships look different over the course of, of your life, you know, and in different seasons. But it is true. Like every time we get together, it's like we can pick up right where we left it off and we just dive right in. And and like then we have that concentrated super like quality time. Because yeah. it's just about us. I love that. I love that. that. That thing just about us is really cool. Because most times in life, there's a million other things going on. But when you have set aside an amount of time that is just for your friends, it is just about you. Mm-hmm. And that's really cool. So for you, I want to talk logistics because I think that this is the hardest. Like, they're just a lot of details right. when it comes to planning a girl's trip. And those, for me, are like, uh, I don't know. I just... I'm going to pretend like I don't really care if I do this because it, the idea of really making this happen just sounds impossible. So first of all, who do you figure, or how do you figure out who to travel with? Like, 
I think you'd probably be the first to say that not every person, every friend is a great travel friend. Like, how do you figure out what friendships to invest in in this way? And how do you figure out like what kinds of friends are going to say yes? Or I don't know. There, we have a lot of friends that we probably won't travel with. How do you figure out which ones are, are good friends for that? So it's when you ask that, I think <laughs> I think of this group of friends, and I'm using air quotes that I had um, in my early 20s. I lived in LA, and I was I was it was a different person back then. <laughs> <laughs> I literally called this group of friends my go-out friends. They were like my club friends. They were so good for knowing the hot spots for, you know, getting into like the best clubs and who's who and all the things, right? Never would I think of <laughs> inviting those girls on a girl's trip. They served a very specific purpose in my life to go out <laughs> to the club. And, you know, so there is that differentiation, I think, Sometimes when we're, we're we're saying friends, number one, we have to we have to realize like are these the friendships that are like our people like really really deep friendships or that we see can could be that or are they just kind of like the acquaintances that like for whatever reason at this season of our life we're just spending some time with um, and that's really really different so. Part of that is just knowing like who is worth the time, the energy, because it is an investment in all of those things that you can reap the rewards from being from making that time and energy um, and going deeper in those friendships. That's one thing you have to consider and just be really like, hey, like honest about. Then the other thing is a combat compatibility thing. There are people I love in this world as human beings, maybe not the most compatible in terms of a long trip. We might be able to do a weekend together. We might not be able to do two weeks together. And that's fine. That's totally fine. It's it's knowing, you know, personalities, your personality and is the people that you're traveling with. And so I think the beauty of it though is like the vulnerability and the openness that comes with people who like you really do like have a great relationship with. Like I always everybody knows I am an introvert and I love people and I love being around people that I care about, but there will come a time where I, nope, done with people, even on a girl's trip. And so if I can tell my friends like, hey, going to take this afternoon for myself and my book and they're not going to you know, care and they're going to be okay with that, then that's great. We can both be on the trip and it can be a great experience for all of us. So I think just first and foremost, figuring out the people in your life who either you've been friends with for a really long time and you already have those great relationships and you're just like, how do we maintain and grow deeper? And then also those people who mm -hmm. maybe are newer friends like you and I, who are like, no, these are great people who I really, really want to like develop that with. And so what are some different ways that we can just be intentional about getting to know each other better? I've had great experiences on both ends of the spectrum. People I've been friends with for 20 plus years and people I've been friends with for two years. And I can travel with either of them and it's still a great experience. It's just the people I want to actually be in my inner circle that I'm going to make the most time for. I love that. I, I think that that's really important. And, you know, I was thinking like, I think that there are different categories of girls trips. Like, there are just a weekend getaway where it's like, it's Memorial Day. Like, let's all go get a, you know, lake house and just, you know, go hang out together. And I think that you could do that with all kinds of different friends. I think that there, there are like your long distance, 
like best friends that you want to go visit. Um, so maybe that's like, maybe you pick a, a location that's somewhere that none of you live, or maybe you, you know, you guys came to Nashville and we like hung out here. And so that's kind of a different, the planning of that, I think is a little different because you're just, you're, it's like, you're going to visit someone. You're not necessarily planning like a getaway. And then there's like the word traveling together kinds of, kinds of trips. And I think that that's like, I think with all of those, those are all a time and financial investment. And so you, I love that you said you, you want it to be people that you want to be your people and and they can be already or they can be people where you're like, I don't know you as well as I'm going to, but I want you in my life long-term. And so I want to invest in this way. But I think it's important to realize, like I'm just thinking through this, there are some of my friends that I love so much that aren't actually very interested in travel or have right. a harder time like... They like just th- because of their work or because of just where they are in life or because of their interests, they're not as like ready to just kind of drop everything and go somewhere. Like an example, my friend Emily sent me a email. I still need to write her back, but she sent me an email and was like, Steph, I found really cheap flights to Spain. <laughs> Do you want to go? <laughs> and like, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can swing it, but Emily knows that, that we're close enough that we could travel together and that I'm the kind of person that like, we value that so equally that I actually would really like, even if we could, even if I can't go, I'm really going to seriously consider it. I'm really seriously going to try. So I know that I probably experienced this a lot more than you do, Brie, just because of our different personalities. But when we're looking at our friendships, like I think regardless of how good of friends you are, like I know I feel this in my own life, even with my very best friends. And so... I know a lot of us must feel this way. It's intimidating asking a friend to do any sort of trip, whether it's like, come visit me or let me come visit you or let's do a weekend together or like, let's go to Spain together. It's it's a vulnerable thing to ask our friends to go deeper with us in that way. Like heart-wise, kind of forgetting about logistics for a second, do you have any like Brie wisdom for how to how to get over this fear of, of being rejected or kind of what to do if we are rejected. Yeah. Well, yes. (laughs) And I think really the most important thing in, in that realm is really understanding when it's not about you at all. Because first and foremost, I would say the majority of people that I talk to, that I come in contact with, want to travel more. Now, we're going to get to the people who just don't in a second. But most of the people, including your friends, want to travel more. You ask them like, hey, would you like to include more travel in your life if you could? The answer is usually yes. This is what I hear over and over and over again. It's rare that I ask someone and they're like, no, no interest. So understanding that like when you're walking into that conversation or you're kind of uh, bringing up that subject, your friends probably do want to travel more. They just... They think that sounds like a good idea. They just have excuses as to why they haven't made it happen or they haven't maybe approached you. And a lot of times that's who to travel with, time, money, the logistics, etc. What you're offering them... And those are all hurdles that are very, very real. But what you're offering them is taking away at least the first hurdle, who to travel with. Because that's a really big question for a lot of people, especially when they're thinking, oh, well, you know, once I get married, then I'll travel with my husband or whatever. And you're like, okay, are you going to wait for that though? Like, what about all the years when you're not married? You can still travel. You know, so you're taking away that hurdle, which is a really big one for a lot of people. And so you, you've you done that and now it's time to figure out the other 
the other kind of excuses that come along down the line. But once they say like, yeah, I would like to travel more and I would travel with you, sure. Then that's great. You guys can both start on that same page. But let's just say they don't want to travel. Understanding that's still not anything to do with you. Like, it's not that they don't want to like go with you specifically. And if that is the case, like, let's just analyze that friendship and take it for what it is. <laughs> like, maybe not your people like you thought they were. Totally okay. Because there's going to be somebody else and some other kind of group of people where you're going to connect more and you're going to have different interests in some areas and similar interests in other areas. But when they don't want to travel because it's just not a priority for them or they don't see the significance in the same way you do, that's so okay. There's going to be other friends in your life who step in and for that void and it's not them. And y'all's friendship can still be just as healthy and just as life-giving. And I do have friends like that as well. Like, I will take a bullet for you, but I know you're probably not going to go to Paris with me. Okay. Like, we move on, you know? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> when are we getting brunch? <laughs> yeah. So. Yes. You're my brunch friend. You may not be my travel friend. I, that's like... So my very best friend, Michelle, is really into music. And she always has been. Like, our whole friendship has always been super into music. And there was a time in high school when I really tried to like do the music thing with her. And she was really into like all the like punk rock bands. And so I like had my little truckers hat and I like went to the shows and I like crowd surfed a couple times. I cannot believe I'm sharing this right now. I need to find a photo. It's so funny. I had like band tees for bands I knew nothing about. And so for the longest time, I like wanted to meet her in that. And I wanted to like go to the shows with her. And then at some point I realized I just didn't care. (laughs) I didn't like the music. I didn't like being jostled by sweaty strangers. And I just didn't want to go anymore. And it's been really cool because like realizing that we each have, like Michelle has like concert friends, like people who are, are totally as interested in that band as she is. And they can be her friend in that realm. I don't have to like... I can be like, cool, glad for you. Don't know what you're talking about. And we can have the same when it comes to travel. Like we can have friends who are like, you're going where to do what? That sounds uncomfortable and unpleasant and I'm not interested. And I would rather put my money and my time somewhere else. But knowing that there are a lot of people who actually are into, like there are a lot of people who are into the same music that Michelle is. She's into like better music. I don't know. No offense to punk rock bands. Anyway. (laughs) Uh, But like there are people who are super into the music she's into. And there are people who are super into travel. It's just like finding the right ones. Totally. Yep. Absolutely. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Does anyone else feel like they could use more time in the day? There are things you want to accomplish, places you want to go, people you want to connect with, but it feels like you're always falling behind. Something I'm learning recently, well, always, is that none of us can do it all. We all have to figure out what's most important to us, but doing that alone can feel scary and overwhelming. Well, friends, this is one reason why I've come to love therapy. Now tell me if any of this sounds familiar. You're going through something really hard right now a big loss or a gigantic life transition. You frequently feel anxious, depressed, overwhelmed, or just generally discouraged. You really, really, really want your life circumstances to change, but you don't know how to actually change them. Or you're feeling stuck as you try to work through your past, navigate your present, or figure out your future. Friend, if you can relate to any of this, you're not alone. I've been there and therapy has been the thing that has helped me more than anything else with all of this. 
In the last 10 years or so, I've learned that strength isn't proving I can do it on my own. It's knowing I don't have to. I am at my strongest when I have a full support system around me, and an essential part of my support system is therapy. Therapy can be absolutely life-changing, that is, if you can afford it, and find a therapist you like and trust. But of course, that's easier said than done. And that's why I'm so excited to be partnering with this week's podcast sponsor. Our sponsor for today's episode is BetterHelp. BetterHelp is the easiest and most affordable way I've ever found to find a great therapist. It's entirely online and super easy to sign up. You can get started right away. And if you don't love the therapist you're paired with, switching is easy and it's free. If you're going through something hard in your relationships, or if you're in a funk you just can't shake, if you've been feeling anxious or depressed lately, or if you're looking to sort through your priorities this year, BetterHelp is an incredible resource for you. And I'm so thankful that they've given me a promo code that I can share with you to make it even easier to get started. Learn to make time for what's most important with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash friendship today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash friendship. Something you may not know about me is that I'm fairly particular when it comes to fragrances, especially the ones I have in my home. Don't get me wrong, I love lighting candles, but a lot of the ones I've found in stores have overpowering scents and use chemicals that end up giving me a headache. Plus, I learned that the candle industry contributes to a large amount of carbon emissions and toxicity in our air. That's why I've recently made the switch to Notes Candles, which also happens to be today's Girls' Night sponsor. I love Notes because their scents are high quality but don't smell overly sweet or chemically. But what's even more amazing is that they are on a mission to help eliminate single-use candle vessels with their more earth-friendly option. Did you know that there are almost 2 billion candles sold each year? And almost all of them are likely to end up in landfills for the next 1 million years? Talk about wasteful. But thankfully, Notes does things differently with their refillable candle system that allows you to use your candle vessels again and again and again. I love this because it's way more sustainable than buying a new candle jar every time you go to the store, and you don't have to feel guilty about throwing your old candle jars in the trash. Plus, it's so easy to do and actually really fun. You just place the wick they provide you in your reusable notes jar, fill it up with their wax beads, light your candle, and enjoy your fragrance for up to 36 hours. Once you're ready for a new candle, you just repeat the same steps. They have 13 incredible fragrances to choose from, which are all handcrafted by fragrance experts at Notes Home Base in South Carolina. I am obsessed with their vanilla and pepperwood scent. It's cozy and warm and perfect for a movie night with your friends. But they also have other amazing fragrances like citrus and fresh basil, pistachio and rose water, and bamboo and water lily. I cannot wait to try one for every new season. Be a responsible consumer while not giving up high-quality home fragrance by making the switch to Notes. Make the switch and build a starter kit. Right now, Notes is giving listeners 15% off and free shipping when you buy a Notes starter kit using code GIRLSNIGHT at notescandle.com slash girlsnight. Just use code GIRLSNIGHT when placing your order. That's code GIRLSNIGHT at notescandle.com slash girlsnight. 
In the last few years, I've prioritized purchasing food products with higher quality ingredients for my family and myself. Products that have more of the real stuff and less of the fake stuff. And it's been so much easier to make that happen since I found Thrive Market. Thrive Market is my new go-to for buying groceries and household items like vitamins and personal care products. The best part is I can order everything online from my sofa and it's quickly shipped right to my doorstep, saving me so much time. If this is your first time hearing about them, Thrive Market only carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They actually restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, making it so much easier to maintain a healthier lifestyle. You can even use their on-site filters to fit your lifestyle needs. For example, you can look for low sugar alternatives, gluten-free items, or organic kid snacks. They have Annie's, Once Upon a Farm, and Dave's Organic Bread, all staples in our weekly grocery trip. But they also have brands and products I've never heard of, which is awesome because I'm always looking for healthy and delicious things to feed the girls and myself. Thrive Market is not only a one-stop shop for basically everything on my grocery list, but it gave me tons of ideas for products I didn't even know about. And by becoming a Thrive Market member, I save money on all of my grocery orders. Along with saving money, you're also helping a family in need with Thrive Market's one-for-one membership matching program. So if you join, they give. Friends, I seriously look forward to my Thrive Market box every time. They have an incredible product selection with brands that are better for you and for the planet. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash girlsnight for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash girlsnight. Thrivemarket.com slash girlsnight. So I think that like another hurdle that comes up with being the one who's asking about travel, like I think ideally we would all want to be invited by someone else like, hey, I'm traveling. Do you want to come with me? It's to be the one actually extending the invitation kind of stinks. Like we just, I think are all kind of closing our eyes, hoping that someone else is going to do that. Especially if we tend to be the friend who's always kind of the planner. And I've heard this from a lot of women that like, I'm always the one saying, do you want to go to brunch or let's plan this or let's do this. I'm always the one reaching out. And I think that there's this fear. Like if I stop reaching out, are you ever going to notice? Like, is Mm. this relationship reciprocal? And I think that there are like some, I don't know, Brie, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Like for, for women who are feeling that like wishing they didn't have to be the instigator. I know that you actually, you are the instigator in a lot of ways, especially for travel. I am. And, and and it doesn't even like preclude me, I guess, from feeling that way. But at the same, it, it's kind of like a catch 22 because I'm like, why isn't anybody else doing this? And then if somebody else tried to do it, I'd be like, you don't know what you're doing. Step back. <laughs> 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 um, because it is true. We all have our gifts. You know, we can all go take an Enneagram test and know where we should, what lane we should be in. And I am the planner. I am the like in charge person. I don't trust other people to do it right or do it as good as I can do it or, you know, be as organized as me, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it is a hard thing to kind of just always be the instigator. 
But at the same time, if that's your gift, if that's your lane, if that's what you are great at, if you are the person who kind of brings people together and they're still appreciative of it and still kind of just really thankful for like the work and the time and and the energy that like went out for you, like doing all of that and taking that on, then, you know, it kind of, it, it is what it is. Now, like say it's a group and there's not real, like there's not that one strong person, then of course you have to realize like, how can we all shoulder this together? Like it would be great if, and that's just when real honest conversations come to the table and you just put on your adult panties and there's like, Hey, like I would really love if you invited me to brunch one time, you know? And it's, it's a weird, like vulnerable place to be sometimes. But then when you say it, you realize that like, it was never intentional. Like, by and large, let's say 98% of the time, when you like voice something that's like a little bit vulnerable and a little bit like, hey, I would really appreciate or this would make me feel like you valued our friendship as much as I did or whatever the case may be. Nine times out of 10, it's like the other person doesn't even realize that that's how it's coming off or that it was in any way like what they were doing. It's just kind of, we are humans, selfish by nature, in our own world, with our own like visors on doing our thing and not realizing how we're making other people feel until they bring it to our attention lovingly. Yeah. And then we adjust and self-correct, course correct. You know, um, I find that a lot of times. Anytime I brought something up to my friends, like, hi, I'm the one who always asks <laughs> you to go out. And then I just kind of started to feel a certain way about right. it. They don't do it on purpose. <laughs> like it's not, it's not purposeful. It really is. I think, I, I love that you said that, that like, this is your thing in the friendship. And I think that like, there's, I haven't heard anyone really talk about this. So I, f- I feel like I should like do more research about this. But I think that, you know how like we talk in church about like, this is your spiritual gift or this is your love language or whatever. Like, I think that we have different friendship spiritual gifts. Like you have the one friend that's like the funniest person ever. And then you have the friend who, if you tag along with her, like I'm thinking one friend in particular, if I just like follow her around for a day, we're going to go on a wild adventure. She just sees the world in such color and vibrancy. And like, I feel like I need to take a nap sometimes because I'm not that friend. But if I, if I join her for the ride, like we're going to go see just beautiful parts of the world. And then I have friends who, yeah, are like the instigators and who, who get things done and who make things like this happen. And like, we all have our different, like, I feel like I'm the friend who's like, Hey, like, tell me about your heart. (laughs) Um, Let's talk about your life. And, and so I think we all have that without, like, without the planning friend, we wouldn't get together. And without someone asking how everyone's actually really doing, you could just talk about like dumb, funny things forever. But then if you don't have the friend who's bringing up funny stuff, you're not laughing and having fun together. And so it's like, we all have our different sort of spiritual gift. And I think that like, if I'm not planning something for us to do together, that doesn't mean I don't love you. It just means I I don't love in exactly the same, with the same skill set yeah. that, oh, that you 100%. do. Oh, 100%. And this is, this is, this goes for all relationships because this is one thing you learn very clearly once, like, you know, <laughs> marriage is, teaches you all the things, but it is something you have to learn in all the relationships in your life that, like, we are not, we're not all coming to the table with, like, the same gifts. It doesn't make one more important or less important. It's just, like, understanding and recognizing what your gifts are and what the other people's gifts are and respecting them all. And then just speaking up in a way that's, you know, loving and open and honest because yeah, yeah, that's what we're supposed to do, even though it's hard. It's hard. (laughs) Yeah. I think too, like, 
you know, you said something about how if if these friends aren't going to be like really your people or who you need, like someone else mm-hmm. will be. And I think that that's the thing I've been I'm thinking about and talking about a lot lately is like there are there are other options. Like I think sometimes we stay in in situations that aren't the best because we're afraid that there isn't anything else out there. And like there is. There is a better job for you than this soul-sucking one you're doing right now. And there's a better relationship for you than the one where the guy does not treat you well. And there are better friendships for you than the ones where it kind of feels like your friends couldn't care less if you're around or not. Like I've totally been there and I'm so glad that I I don't know. I, I mean, I sort of tripped into it and I'm so glad for that. But I was so glad to find out that there are other friends who will value me the way that I would like to be valued. And so I think that like friendships, there is there are infinite options in the world of people you could be friends with. We all need friends and we can all have more than one. And so if if you're in a friend group where you really feel like you are the only one instigating things and you speak up and st- like speak up a couple of times, like kindly and, you know, intentionally and nothing changes, there are other friends out there for you. Like, yeah, this may just not be the best fit. True. Yes. And that's a, that's a thing that a lot of us kind of like come to those crossroads at some point in our lives and say, even if this is for us, that was for a season, that season is now over. Yeah. And we move on and we grow and we do what's best for us. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So, okay. Once we have, going back to some of the logistics, once we have some people in mind, how do you... Like you bring it up to a friend and you say, hey, we should do something together. Like, and then it just dies midair. Like, the, and then that's it. You know, let's, it's like when you run into someone at church, you're like, let's get coffee sometime. And they're like, yeah. And there's like Nothing. no plan. How do you cr- cross that chasm of like, we've talked about this. I would like to go do this with you. I've asked you if you're interested. You've said yes. Now yeah. what? No, that's a very good question. Um, and I have like, I would say a list of five things that really make trips happen and not just be a like, that sounds good type of a thing. Because that sounds good type of a thing will always sound good. And that doesn't let help you go anywhere. <laughs> so <laughs> these are my five steps. I And this re- like can apply to any type of travel. But let's talk about like you approaching your girlfriends, one or two however the case may be, first you need to pick a place. Because number one, that makes it real. So what type of trip is this? Is this a trip to Nashville? Is this beach getaway in Mexico? Is this like a lifelong dream of Paris? Whatever the case may be, pick a place. Because you will develop, what is it called? Paralysis by analysis by just being like, we want to go somewhere. Like you have your whole life to go a lot of other places for this trip, pick a place and decide this is where you're going. Um, decide when, because just as important as where is is when. Knowing that you have to save for a week long trip in Paris is very different than hey, we're gonna go like spend two days in San Diego. So deciding when you're going now lets you have like the where and the when and start to plan backwards. You're gonna start your research next because like it requires knowing like what you're going to do, how much things are going to cost, blah, 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 blah. And just like what you want this trip to look like. You guys can discuss like 
hey, like I would really love like the opportunity to just like relax or I would really love to just have like this really deep cultural experience. Like that would be so cool. But you aren't going to really know all of those things, especially um, if you haven't traveled a lot. So that's where research is. And the research part can be really fun and get you excited. The next step is understanding your travel fund because for a lot of us, it's not just like, great, we want to travel. Look at that pile of money sitting right there waiting for me. <laughs> That's so amazing. Um, so a lot of times, this is a fund that needs to be built or put to the side or, you know, over time, we're dumping into this fund. But we have to have an understanding of what this trip costs, how long we have to get this money and what we're going to do to get there. Like there just needs to be a plan. Um, and then after that, it's about like booking it and going like, okay, great. You have all the steps in place. Now you just actually do the dang thing. Um, but all of those are important to actually bring a trip to life and not just having something that like sounds good in theory. Yeah. I think, you know, I'm thinking back, especially to the trips that we've taken. I think that we've like in different friend trips, I think I've started with those first three steps in different orders, depending on what the purpose was. So like we, when we've talked about things, it's like, we're going on sort of a workcation. Like we're going to work a little bit, but we're also going to play. And so that's the purpose. And so I think that it's like, it wasn't the location that was necessarily the most important. It was the purpose. And then because we all have such crazy different schedules, it was like, okay, then we need to find a time. And I think it was after that, it was like, we had a time, we had, we found some days that we could like block out. We knew the purpose. And then we decided like what location would be best. You weren't like, I want to show you guys San Miguel. It was like, you know, this is what we're going to do. Whereas if you were like, you know, I've always wanted to go to Ireland. Do you want to go to Ireland with me? It's like, great. Okay. Ireland is the place. Then let's find a time. Maybe how long you go depends on how much money you have or how much like you can save by then or something. When it comes to something like time, I I want, yeah, I want to talk about like each of these things specifically. When it comes to time, I know that you've taken trips. You do a yearly girls trip with a friend who has four kids? Four. So I really think nobody like <laughs> nobody has more responsibility than that girl. Yeah. <laughs> How do you guys like what are some tips for figuring out actually having the time conversation? Cuz I think that that can be really at least for me that part is the most stressful. It's like oh like I don't know I just it that brings me anxiety. It's like when are we going to go? Right. How do you have that conversation especially with friends who have crazy jobs or four kids or like, how do you make and that you happen? you know what? Like it, it does need to be friendships that have like similar priorities and you're aligned in the idea that it is a priority because with this particular friend, one of my best friends from college, like we started girls trips when we lived in the same state. And then it was a case of her living in Africa for three years and us doing a girls trip where we met in Paris because that was the halfway point with her four kids back in Africa, right? But it was because she has said from day one, from like her husband knows, like once a year, I get a girl's trip. If nothing else in life happens, I look forward to this. This is like my, you know, this is my thing. And so it is such a high priority in her life that her husband knows, her kids know, like wherever she's at in the world. And obviously I have the same priority. Number one, because this friendship is so important to me. And we've been friends for so long that like she knows she can count on me to make it happen. And I know that like 
what she is sacrificing to make this happen, like it matters to her. Like it matters so, so deeply. So it is finding somebody who has like the same priorities when it comes to that. But like, let's just perspective wise, Oprah goes on girls trips with Gail and none of us are busier than Oprah. <laughs> like, <I see> them <laughs> on a road trip together. And so like they make time, like we can make time. So it is really like the idea that like, if from six months from now, you can't look on your calendar and block off dates, then you're just saying that there are other things in your life that are a bigger priority. That's all you're saying. And I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but you are saying that because we're not saying it needs to happen six weeks from now, but all of us should have enough wiggle room in the year of our lives to make time that we set aside for the things that are important to us. And we make everything else move around that versus like just waiting and being like, look at this, nothing to do, all this bag of money sitting there, we might as well go on a trip. Like (laughs) those are two totally different mindsets. And so I really just think it is about like that stake in the ground and however far out you need to make that stake. So to where your life can kind of adjust and, and work towards it versus based on what you have going on, kids, job, whatever, money, the situation may be. So that's how I look at it. I love that. And I think that's the thing that we don't realize is like we see someone just jetting off, you know, to wherever, not realizing that that trip has been planned. Maybe maybe it was sort of a last minute thing. Most people don't travel that way. It, it probably was like planned six months out, maybe a yeah. year out. Maybe it's something you've been talking about for three years. And it was just like in the fall of 2023 20, oh. or something, we're going here. And, and so, yeah, when, when someone asks you, like, so my, my family has done this. We've been going to the same lake in New Hampshire since my grandma was like, I think the first time she ever went, she was like 12 years old. So it's been like 80 years. My mom's been going consistently every summer her whole life. And so it's been like really, truly decades. And there are like 50 of us. There are a ton of us and we all go and our whole extended family meets up there every year. And it's because it's the third week of July every single year without fail. We always go to the same place and we always go that week. And so no matter what everyone has going on, we always know it's that same week. And so if you ask me to do literally anything in the world, like on, you know, the third week of July, I can't go Mm -hmm. because I know that like from now until forever, that week is blocked out for me. And I think it's just, it's really cool when we get to do that. And so when you're Yeah, I think that that's just a perspective change is that when you see someone traveling, you know, a friend or someone on Instagram or whatever, it's they probably planned it six months to a year out. And that time's going to pass anyway. And so just start planning in advance. Absolutely. Yes, there's all the good that comes from like being a planner. (laughs) Yes, yes. So I know that another awkward or like tricky, awkward thing is the finances of it because everyone has a different financial situation in different moments. How do you have the money talk without, like, do you have any sort of, I don't know, suggestions for making it less pressure-filled or less awkward or... I mean, sometimes, you know what? Like the type of trip is going to be determined by the budget. And so like you were saying, like those like lists of things that I listed out, the budget might come first. That's okay. Like, Hey, you only have X amount of dollars to to make a trip happen. What can we do for that amount of money? It's so okay to start there and then work your way backwards versus the other way. 
And, but if you do work the other way, then it's just like, it's, it's still about planning and prioritizing because for me, setting aside $3,000 and then going without like my venti vanilla frappuccino every morning is I can do that for six months and then I get to go and do this trip or like not buying, you know, clothes every other week when I go to the mall. I can do that because I prioritize this over this. If you don't, like no shade, but like you have to understand like your money, your disposable income is going somewhere and where's it going to go? And where does this fit on the priority list? And once you're comfortable with that, that's going to just help you make all the decisions. And it's also just really kind of understanding, which is definitely not everybody's like, everybody's brain doesn't have this idea of like what travel actually costs. Like mine might, like you tell me you want to go to this destination in this month and travel and stay in this type of hotels. I'm going to know kind of off the bat, like what that's going to cost. Not everybody has that knowledge, but that's where the research part comes in in the steps. Cause then you, when you do know knowledge is power, how long would it take me to save that? Okay. I don't have that in 2019, but in 2020 I could. So that's really the trip Mm -hmm. I want to take. Like Ireland to, you know, self-drive through castles and whatnot. I know how much money I have to save and I can now work the system backwards. So it's really about how you want to approach it. Is the destination the thing that's important to you? Is just, you know, going anywhere for under a thousand dollars important to you? Like, start with the thing that you can actually like wrap your brain around and then make mm-hmm. everything work around that. Yeah. I, I love that. I in the past year, I've done so many different kinds of girls trips. Like I had um my girlfriends uh, Carly and Casey and I were going to do like some sort of staycation or, well, we wanted to do like a girl's getaway. And then it we kind of realized that all of our time and money was being eaten up, was sort of already allocated for different things because we were doing it kind of last minute. And so then it was like, let's do a staycation. And then we were looking at hotels and it was like, oh, that's kind of a lot to be like down the road from our house. <laughs> and then we were like, okay, well, so should we get an Airbnb? And then we realized that like our houses are like... <laughs> That's just a house in that town and we have those. And so, um, so we ended up doing a sleepover at my house and Carl, like, I don't know what he did for the night, but we like got ready in my bathroom and did our hair together and went out and took an Uber and went out to dinner and like came back and watched, you know, he's just not that into you. And I mean, it was the, it was the most fun night and the whole thing cost us dinner and the Uber ride that we split between the three of us. That was it because we stayed at my house. And I, I mean, I've done that everything from that to going to Mexico with you guys and everywhere in between. And I think there are one, like when we, when we start small, it's easier to realize how worth it it is and to learn how each other works in planning things. And so I think we can Mm -hmm. get bigger, but even the small things like that sleepover was really fun, like really, really, really fun and really special. And also our trip to Mexico was really, really fun and really special. And so I think it can look like a lot of things and happen for all kinds of different. Yeah budgets. For sure. So Brie, I know that it's something like planning a girl's trip is really daunting and all the logistics and where to go and where to stay and like what to do. And it's easier if we have sort of a place to start. Can you talk us through like just some of the things? And I know that you have a couple of resources actually for us. So I want you to share that at the end, but talk us through like, say we have four days, we have an extended weekend and like a thousand bucks or something. Like talk us through some of the things. How how do we pick a place? Should we do something like an Airbnb or should we do a hotel? Or how many restaurants do you pick out? Or just kind of 
where do I, yeah, where do we start when it comes to planning a good, what are some components, I guess, that need to be there for a good girl's trip? I mean, honestly, and this is so personality driven because we all are different personality wise, like what's going to make it important for us. But I always start with the experience you have in mind because that experience can happen anywhere. And I think you just gave the best example. Like you guys had this idea of what you wanted to create. And then you were like, we could do that and sleep here and save a lot of money <laughs> 20 minutes away from our house and paying $200 a night. And then now you have that $200 still to go on an even more extravagant dinner. Like if food is your priority, like prioritize that. You know, like budgets a lot of the time dictate like what is possible, right? So anytime that you can drive somewhere and not fly, gonna save you money. Um, any like hotels, they are a splurge. And a lot of times they are a worth it splurge, but not if you can't afford it. So, you know, it, that's not going to take away or add to like you being able to spend time with your people is whether or not you have room service. It's just another perk of being able to treat yourself. If you are in a season where that is possible, so awesome. If you are not, so not necessary to still get what you want to get out of time with your friends. So it's just really about like going down the list and being like, okay, where are we at? What's most important here? We have these three days. We can drive to XYZ location. We can stay in XYZ place. And then, you know, on a day-to-day basis, are we going to go out and like do fun hikes or like try new restaurants or like any, like the sky is the limit. And just being able to be creative in like your approach to it makes pretty much it possible for everyone, which is what I think the whole thing is for this episode is us talking about how it's possible for everyone. I know that like the type of trips that I usually create for clients are not possible for everyone. But my heart in like talking about travel just big picture is the fact that everyone can travel more and everyone should. Um, so that's where I like to kind of like, like, let's get creative here. Like, how does this happen for you? Where, where are your priorities? Mm -hmm. What, what are you capable of? Start small and grow, do more as you, as you get comfortable. I love that. Okay. So if there are women who are thinking, I want to do this, like, I'm going to ask some friends. I think, I don't know. I'm nervous. (laughs) What just the last piece of encouragement can you give us? You will never no without asking. So ask no matter if you're intimidated or not. And also I'm going to just throw a little bit of a curveball here. Go even if anybody, nobody says yes. Because here's my other thing. Like we want to travel with people. If they're not there yet and you are, you can still go. Like there's nobody that's stopping you from living your best life. So my encouragement is to continue to do the things that light you up. Invite people along for the ride give them the invitation and then like you're still the dri- you're still in the driver's seat so you do whatever you have to do to make the best moments in your life happen but just do something like take action if this spoke to you in any way just make a deal with yourself that by this time next week you are going to ask the people that like you would just love to kind of do a trip with you're just going to at least put the invitation out there And that is step one, the hardest step probably for most of us, 
but you are going to be on your way to a lot of cool adventures and excitement and memories and life will never be the same. Oh, I love that. Thank you for being here. Yeah. Friends, thank you so much for listening to today's featured episode. I cannot tell you how much it means to me to have you here at Girls' Night. Before you go, I would love it if you do two quick things. The first is to subscribe. Subscribing to the podcast is the best way to make sure you never miss an episode. It's also a way easier way to listen because it's a way of sort of bookmarking the podcast. You never have to go looking for it again. Your app will just automatically download the next episode when a new one's released. The other thing is that it would mean so much to me if you would take just a quick second to leave a rating and a review for the podcast. The way that iTunes knows it's just the podcast to new people is by the ratings and the reviews. That's how we invite new friends to our girls' nights. So would you do me a huge favor and take just a quick second to leave a rating and a quick comment about how you like the podcast so far? It would help us out so much. And thank you so much to all of you who've left those beautiful five-star reviews already. It means the world to me. All right, friends, that's all we have for today. But we'll be back next week with another episode of Girls' Night. I'll see you then.